welcome aboard. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're welcome here. The only admission price being the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And as usual, I'm joined by my good friend, producer, and co-host of this program, Mr. Mike. Yes, more actively this time. Indeed. We had a lot of guests for a while here. <laughs> so, Mike, here we are nearly one year into the COVID pandemic. Do we celebrate? Do we do we have some sort of remembrance day or something here in mid-March? I'm, I'm not sure. As long as there's not too many people gathered. Together. Yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, on Zoom or something <laughs> but, or FaceTime, but still. Well, this is uh this is this has been a year particularly in my line as a behavioral health therapist. I've been dealing with more and more people dealing with depression, isolation, just the general overall malaise, mm-hmm. uh, feeling of hopelessness and what's what's in front of me, what's going on. Mike, uh, people run out of things to do. Yes. And people are in in a lot of different positions where whether it's working from home, so they're around people that, you know, they're, they're home people more and, and getting, getting tired of looking at a screen at everybody through a webcam or, or they're not working for the last year, don't know what's happening, if their, their movie theater is going to open, their job is going to, uh, and just literally have nothing else to do and hopefully being taken care of, you know. And then there's ones that just, you know, have been having to, you know, scratch a claw this entire year to just get to the next day. Human beings are social animals, Mike. We need contact with each other, which is one of the reasons why solitary confinement is considered cruel and unusual punishment. Mm -hmm. If you take a rat and isolate it away from other members of its own kind or even contact to see people, that rat will go insane. And I think a lot of people are feeling that used to be called cabin fever, the claustrophobia, um, that this the term COVID fatigue, which came into play during this, is a real thing. It's a real disorder, COVID fatigue. So, uh, as a matter of complete transparency, uh, I had tested a positive for COVID a number of weeks ago. Interesting, Jim. So did I. Hmm. <laughs> a number of weeks ago. Okay. Well... Tell our audience about your experience, Mike. Well, um, I found myself uh, uh, getting, you know, coming under the weather um, a few weeks ago, and uh, and it kind of put me on the a- out of action for about a week. And I was like, and and to be fair, about this time of year, I usually have like a fairly fairly severe, you know, weather changing sinus drainage you know kind of thing right chest cold you know that kind of thing nothing nothing real bad i got my flu shot and 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 it was like it was rough it just felt like i was wound down because i I was doing a couple of jobs and uh and and not taking a lot of downtime so it just it felt like things just caught up with me and then you know i just kind of got got you know weak for a couple days okay um and then i was fine for a little bit (laughs) <laughs> you know, at least to the point where I'm like, okay, this is like a chest cold, and I'm going to fight through this and get back to work. About a, about a week later, um, you know, not that I wasn't working the the entire time, but definitely like modified, right? Um, and uh, and uh, and then and then 
I kind of went down again, and, and I had some jobs coming up where I had to see people in, in person. I was like, well, you know, just I, I, I have no inkling. Everything that I've looked at, I'm checking the app every day and doing the symptom tracker, and it's like, you know, you're probably okay. But if I feel like you got a test, but you don't really need a test, like it's like on that line, right? I'm talking with people that had COVID. I had a, you know, I had multiple people that have had it before, and I'm like, well, should I be worried about this? They're like, get an O2 monitor just in case, because it was like, it's like, am I going down a path or am I fine? You know, kind of thing. And uh, finally, like I got a test like the Tuesday after I first started getting symptoms, and then it was like, well, I'll get the negative test just to make sure all of my clients feel better. You know, because it's it's certainly certainly not this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, um, we uh, the next morning, which was amazing, because it was like, oh, one to three days, you might get a thing. I'm like, oh, just, I'll, I'll get it hopefully just in time for this next gig. Um, and I got, it, and I was like, it is like everything stopped. <laughs> it was just like, okay, okay, who have I been in contact with? Who you know, you know. You, you even if briefly and things like that and uh and and then i it, it was it was you know do the hey guys i got this you know kind of thing and uh and it's uh i'm still dealing with a little bit of symptoms to be honest like the long haul stuff with the the breathing and everything but uh you know nothing nothing severe okay well i'm sure our audience is curious to how you are today mike tired I'm just tired a lot doing shows like this where I'm hosting um, um, take a lot out of me. Um, I need to kind of have to stop and catch my breath every once in a while. I'm just generally just absolutely tired. Um, haven't hit the treadmill. I, I was I was winding up pretty good on a new fitness program before this hit me <laughs> a few weeks in, and and just just um, um, just I'm I'm trying to get the the you know, gumption up to get back on that and at least, you know, do the walking for 10, 20 minutes or something, right? Even if it wasn't the, you know, stepping up into the running as I was getting to before. So, but uh, it's, it's, it's there, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I, I'm still very fortunate because I know several people that have had, you know, I think they were like November, December, have family members that have been in and out of the hospital with it here this many months later, just talking with like two, two of them have, inhalers now because of this hmm. like in and you know that's the worry you know is is what was going to react i've always been worried about you know like you know you know you know exposing you and you know, see how you would react and my wife and and everything and everybody else around my mother who was the first one to get this thing back in january <laughs> july <laughs> yeah. yeah which was their first scare um, and she was just like, you know, fell off for a few days off work and for like three or four days and she was good. <laughs> so, um, you know, you don't know and, and you don't want to find out, I guess. Yes. Yes. It's not something you'd order for Christmas. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, that Wednesday after we recorded, I got a text saying that, Hey, I tested positive. Mm -hmm. So, being a conscientious person, actually, I canceled my inpatient appointments for the rest of that day and made arrangements to do teletherapy and scheduled a rapid test the next morning, actually very early at 8 o'clock. So, 30 minutes later, I wait in the parking lot. They call me and says, hey, man, you tested positive. 
Mm-hmm. And the irony of this, Mike, that I was scheduled to get my first vaccination dose that day at noon. And I was supposed to that Saturday <laughs> after after my positive. I was a bit surprised that I tested positive. However, mm-hmm. as I was, I went and uh, scheduled that day at noon a, a PCR mouth swab that takes 24 to 48 hours to culture. So the next day, the afternoon, I get an email that states that, well, Mr. Allermauer, yes, you tested positive. Mm-hmm. So you know, two positives. However, I was still experiencing, I had a complete lack of symptoms. Three hours later, I get a call from the uh, Allegheny County Department of Health, where I live in Pittsburgh, uh, informing me of the same. And the young lady asked me a lot of questions. I was, and she asked, she thanked me for being so kind to her. Mm-hmm. I would probably suspect some weren't. And um, so uh, the contact tracing, all those things, uh, which was which was fine. I was that's what I was supposed to do. So I quarantined for ten days. And actually, my cats were they enjoyed the company. <laughs> they certainly did. And I did a lot of uh, teletherapy. However, it. Just like with anything in life, Mike, uh, when maybe there's a tragedy, maybe there's a sudden passing of a friend that was absolutely and completely unexpected. So we're momentarily, most people momentarily grasp the clarity and the briefness of life, Mike. Okay. So there's a couple lessons that I think I've learned from this. Number one is gratitude that I didn't experience these symptoms. And number two, again, a good reminder of the briefness of life. And quite often what I tell my patients, Mike, is to not delay their happiness, not to delay happiness. What are people waiting for? Yeah. When I retire, things will be better. You know, when I, when I do this, things will be better. No, then if you're going to retire in five years and you don't you don't have to work anymore, I consider those five squandered years. Well, it's like uh, you know, you look at the timeliness on this. Uh, there was something. There was something that was said. I think it was a Bill Gates quote when you know the you know encouraging people to take the vaccines and, and hey, they're going to be safe. You know, enough for everything. Um, is like you don't want to be the last person that died from this. You know, when we have a vaccine, right? When we talk about, hey, are you still masking and everything like that? Right. You know, and and it's like it's it's like you don't know, you know, you know the timeliness on that kind of thing. That's correct. So I always suggest to people, you and I have always talked about having people get a mind of knowledge Mm -hmm. rather than a mind of uncertainty, and always check the facts. What do I know for sure? What's right in front of me? And it's so important for people to be proactive about their health and life rather than reactive. Yep, yep. When do people usually schedule an appointment with a dentist, Mike? Uh, when, they, when, when, they, when they're in pain. Yeah. When, when something they, has happened, when the tooth has fallen when out. When they have a tooth. Yeah, break. yeah. So quite often you and I have discussed <clears throat> the possibility that it's easier to prevent a riot than stop a riot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but having people be proactive about their health is probably one of the most challenging aspects of what I do, what physicians do, what nutritionists do, because it's not sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. I mean, who wants to be on a safety committee at work? Right, right, right. They're, 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 they're the buzzkills. 
<laughs> usually, you know, in perception. Yes. You know, they're the people who want to make sure everything's stocked. They're the people who want yeah. to make sure. Oh, gosh. Another fire drill? Uh, I had somebody, and I, and I worked with safety, as you know, uh, before uh, uh, running into you several years ago, yes. you know, in video production. And yeah, it was always like the, well, we're making things that nobody wants to watch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of realization, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who, nobody wants to be on a safety committee. No one wants to be on those. It's not glamorous. It's not out front. It's not the only time. When's the only time a safety committee gets recognized? When it is when something gets missed, yes, right. Well, yes. It, and it isn't that isn't that the, along the lines of uh, when we talk about um, being uh, grateful that the car actually started that day. Yes, I mean that, that that that's exactly that kind of thing. You know, you know, we'll be grateful that you are healthy. You did not get exposed to, you know, the the pandemic over the last year. You know, instead of just you know responding to, oh no, you know, this is happening. So in past episodes, we've often talked about how people usually are like fishermen and they throw out a net every day. But usually what they haul in and remember is the negative aspects and the mm-hmm. negative experiences of that day. And 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 that and that's something that, you know, when you know, I, I when I got the positive for this, I felt guilty. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I felt I felt because you know, you, like I say, you know how hard yeah, I've been working really hard to make sure everybody's safe when they come here. You know, the few, very, very few people when they come here or, you know, not going to events, not doing things, you know, um, and, and, and fi- trying to figure out where that line is. Like, I can't lock myself in a house because I need to work. I'm not uh, blessed to have a job that I can just stay at home and do, right? Um, but I'm very careful in what I am doing in person. So, uh you know, even when I was under the weather, we sent somebody else to do a job for me. Um, you know, like like making sure that stuff is in in line, because uh, you don't want to be responsible for something happening to something else. And then you know, and then having this be, you know, I've been so worried again about my mother and my wife through this entire thing, you know, and then they ended up getting it or being exposed to it because I mean that. You know, my, my, you know, my wife has been around me all the time. You know, we work together. I you hope know. so. Yes. Well, these days. Uh, it was, she was gone for a few months, but, you know, uh, California. But uh, it was on fire. Uh, but, um, you know, I had this, like, sense of failure, you know, and it's so grateful that, that they were the ones that I was worried about and, and nothing happened with them, right? Um you know, definitely a count your blessings um, kind of thing because, you know, we know, you know, it's mis- almost mysterious who ends up in the hospital. You know, this 25-year-old goes, but this, you know, 70-year-old's fine. You know, like, in it, maybe it's thankful that I was on sort of a health kick going into this, too, that I was better than I would have been, you know, say, uh, uh, eight months ago when I was probably at the worst point of this physically. Um, you know, you know, was eating better, was working out, and maybe that did help me a little bit in in dealing with this. But who knows? Sure. And who again, knows? you know, we repeat those the big three: sleep, exercise, nutrition. Sleep, exercise, nutrition. Being proactive and adding positives to your life, like you mentioned before. Uh, when you get in a car, 
and you turn the key and it doesn't start, well, that can ruin your whole day. All types of things go through your mind. But 99.9% .9 of the time when you turn that key, your car starts and you never even think about that, saying that's a positive. I'm glad my car started. Let me tell you the thing. I started developing this. I think it was it was definitely before the pandemic started, but um, I would go to you know whether these almost regular gigs where I was going to do you know in person pro wrestling shows or uh, for 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 filming or other projects like you know if I had to take a drive somewhere, and even if it's like a day like today where it's like you know thirty degrees out, forty degrees out, but there's blue sky, I would take note of the blue sky. <laughs> I would say I would sometimes say because Missy would be with me. I was like, "It's such a nice day," and she's like, "What are you talking about? It's twenty degrees out there." I'm like, "Yes, but look," and and especially you know, you know whether it be, I, I hate driving to a gig in snow or rain, and having that extra stress before the stress of doing the job. You know what I mean? And and I take acknowledgement of this is a nice EC drive. This is good. Let's enjoy this. Well, we discussed in past episodes, and for those of you who would care to peruse some of our well over 270 episodes, one of the 280 episodes, now. 280? Yes, wow. I think we just broke 280, yeah. So one of the things we talk about, Mike, is we talk about paradoxical gratitude. And paradoxical gratitude is finding a silver lining in a dark cloud. Mm -hmm. So with some, what's some paradoxical gratitude that you might have over the current situation that happened in your life. Oh, I guess gratitude that again, nobody had any adverse, you know, severely adverse reactions. Um, you know, even even with what I'm still coping with a month later physically, that I, you know, I can still do this. You know, that I can still, you know, do what I like to do is be in here behind this board. <laughs> to be quite honest, sure. You know, this is um. You know, this is my my happy place is being live or recording or whatever the case may be and doing this. Or, you know, even though, you know, we did this farmers conference over the weekend. That was a mix of what we do here with live and remote people. So we could be properly safe for it uh, for a client and like being, you know, that, that I can still do that, you know, because, um, you know, now it has changed my perspective because it says, OK, what if I can't do this anymore? What happens then? What if I can't hold a camera steady at some point and run around a wrestling ring? You know, what do I do then? Sure. So there's a lot of perspective happening here. But um, but no, this is very fortunate, you know, and how, how a lot of that started out. And, and that, uh, Jim, my support structure, my support system is, is unbelievable. I, I told you when we were talking about because I'm like, do I take the vaccine now? What's the protocol? I don't know. And in and, 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 and reading the information... Uh, when I announced my positive test uh, that on that Wednesday, um, one of the people that messaged me was a doctor in the UK. Mm. Now, that may sound strange right off the bat, but this doctor, 15 years ago, when I first started a little podcast uh, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my back room uh, about professional wrestling, uh, he had visited us after that first year of the show. Because he was doing some stuff in the States. He didn't just come to visit us here nah. in Pittsburgh. They were, we were talking about wrestling on a podcast in 2006. Um, and, uh, and you know, he was a fan of the show and, and you know, somebody that we touch base with every once in a while. 
but it was great to have somebody that you know is a frontline worker you know in the uk but still you know we got all different rules and protocols and things but it's it, we're all still dealing with the same disease worldwide right um but i got so much great advice that helped you know uh ease my mind you know and even as we were talking about with the, with the vaccine idea you know is like you know w- w- what sh- i don't know <laughs> you know um gave me some pr- perspective on what to do with that and what I should be looking out for. Sure. Well, we always want to get a mind of knowledge. And mm-hmm. I always suggest to people, well, if your brakes are grinding, you generally don't go to the grocery store service counter to ask them about it. <laughs> I just stopped asking my wrestling friends what I should do about this. <laughs> um, and it's even anecdotal for them because it, it, even if they had it and, and dealt with it. I mean, I have several friends that have been in the hospital for, over this thing. Sure. And, 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 and concerned over it, you know. So, well, some silver linings in a dark cloud for me was I got, well, my cats enjoyed the company <laughs> and I was able to get some things done as I was in the house uh, that I had been putting off for quite some time. And I was able to actually get some things accomplished that I usually, I usually don't get home until later in the evening, maybe 9, 9.30. And by then I have... My good intentions are out of gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that one. I was able to some paradoxical gratitude that even though I was quarantining, I was able to deal with some things that had been sitting around for a considerable period of time. <laughs> I was also able to uh, contact some friends, uh, participate in some uh, Zoom AA meetings. Uh, Things that I wouldn't have done before. It's an opportunity to slow down, isn't it? And and I think a lot of us. I mean, you you you've been going. I think full, probably most full steam of any of us uh, during uh, you know ever since the shutdowns. Right. Uh, be, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, directly related, right? Yes. Uh, so so I mean, I mean, if anything, you're. I mean, you're as much a frontline responder as anybody at this point. Yes. Mentally. Yes. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean. It, 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 I caught up on a lot of TV, Jim. Okay. <laughs> As I'm like, this is all I can do right now. I can't even play a video game. I don't want to do anything. I can't look at Twitter. Like, I don't have the attention. Like, you know, the brain frog, fog thing nah. is real. You know, uh, if you got it. No loss of taste or smell, by the way. Ah. None of that. And that's what made me, you know, as soon as one of those has happened, I'm like, yep, here we go. But it just everything is just like a head and chest cold. Okay. Just, just, yeah, just, it's crazy. Well, for people out there, I want them to know that science is like magic, only it's real. Yes. Science is real. We want to, what are the facts? What do we know for sure? Now, the the the, the discussions I have with people, uh-huh. relating even personal uh, knowledge, like um, people are frustrated because the facts they're presented, and this has happened with a lot of stuff with coronavirus, right? The facts they're presenting seem to, you know, the guidelines change. Yes. The the ideas of what happens next, how this is affecting people or could affect people down the line, seems to change and be different depending on who you read. So I think that's the biggest problem is navigating that and dealing with the... And some people are just to the brink frustrated with not having even at this point a clear enough 
answer for them, maybe, if that makes sense. Um, and I don't know how to navigate that. I mean, to me, it's like, this is serious enough that we need to do X, Y, and Z. We know that. And I don't, we, maybe we shouldn't dispute that to an extent. But then there's just so many variables there are on then, top of it. Then we stick with what we do know for sure. Mm -hmm. And as in a 12-step world, we say more will be revealed. Mm -hmm. Find people that you trust their knowledge based on solid evidence. Right, right, right. And be patient and expect discomfort. Mm -hmm. Not just from COVID symptoms. Expect some discomfort of isolation. Yes. Expect that. When people tell me I'm, I want to quit smoking, I'll say, okay, well, I think I'm going to get the patch. I'm going to get nicotine gum. I'm going to be, I'm going to ask my doctor for Chantex. I'm going to get hypnotized, all these things. I said, here's my suggestion to you. Quit right now and expect discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be ready for it. Yes. Yeah. Expect discomfort. It's like you see that wave coming at you. And you brace for it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a it's a wave. That wave, like this wave, it's salt water. It's gonna get in my eyes. It's gonna get in my nose. It's gonna get in my mouth. It's gonna make everything taste mm -hmm. funny. After this, mm -hmm. expect discomfort. It's like being pulled over for a speeding ticket. Hmm. Expect discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right. It's uh. It's it's how you how you learn to deal with those things. Right. It's how we deal with things. Oh, that's a Stoic philosophy, Mike. Mm -hmm. It's not the event; it's our reaction to them. You know, we've talked many times about which end of the horse are you looking at. <laughs> yeah. However, the horse doesn't move. This pandemic situation is the way it is. It's the way we want to perceive it, and we can choose to do that. Yep. Choose is a powerful word that we've used often. How has your uh, getting the symptoms of and testing positive for COVID changed your perspective of this issue? I don't know if it's changed my perspective aside from being able to say I have firsthand knowledge of it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I mean, even, even, I mean, I, I didn't think, you know, e even with, I didn't think it was what it was, but even when I interact with somebody, like I was still extra careful. I'm still extra careful, even though I'm way past the window or anything like that. It, it's it's, um, but then still, it's passed on, right? Uh, uh, whatever I worked, you know, the days leading into this, there were a lot of protocols. There were a lot of things that were that were done right, but it still happened, and that's probably the most frustrating part is you did all the steps, you did everything the experts told you, and you still did. Yes. Right? I mean, and that's the frustrating part of it, is like, I thought I did everything I was supposed to. Well, right. it's like being trained to drive defensively. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you're as cautious and careful as you could possibly be, alert, uh, on the road. Mm -hmm. However, we have no control over people, well, other drivers. Absolutely. And it could be absolutely... You know, like uh, we talked about one event that I worked in. I was like, you know, you could have just touched something and then wiped your face. And I'm like, yes, because working an event, 
you know, I'm just going, right? You 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 don't have time to stop. And uh-huh. I was more at the conference this past week. I can tell you that. But uh, you know, you don't have time. It's like that that I'm going to be running around for for two or three hours and and not wipe sweat from my face or something sure. and not think about that. You know, I, of course it's going to happen, right? Yes. Um, and it's so frustrating because I, Jim, I, you know, other than like you coming in and maybe one or two other people uh, specifically for things that we're obviously, you know, no, we don't have mass on here in the office, but like he's, he's far away. You can't see the space over yes. here, you know? Um, it was the only thing I've done, you know, you know, for several days and not to say that the thing that I did was where I got it, but you know, I've did it is like, I, I went and was around people for one time in two months, <laughs> you know, yes. and, but that's all it takes. It's really, it takes one, one person, one contact and, and, you know, it could have been there. It could have been at the uh, taco stand. It could have been in, you know, uh, you know, who knows, who knows? It could be somebody, you know, handing me something at the store, you know, or I passed by or, you know, and, and, and that, you know, that's why they say that, you know, stay isolated as possible because that's the real answer if there's a real concern um, yes. to, to this. And then, and, and then you're playing the lottery of how are you going to react to it? Well, again, we have to ask ourselves, what would a reasonable person do? What would a reasonable person do? And it's unrealistic and irresponsible to knowingly expose others to this virus. I talked to my friend um, who not argued with me, but like had concern because I had to do events. And I'm like, listen, you know, I have friends that work at a grocery store every day, Right. I was like, this is the job I need to do. You know, uh, my friend has uh, medical conditions where he's like, I cannot get this thing. You know, I was like, okay. You know, um, and I was like, I can't eliminate. I can only mitigate. Has been my philosophy for several months when trying to do work, you know, you know, having to travel for, for jobs and things like that. Um, you know, I can, uh, you know, is the, you know, is the place taking the protocols? Yes, they look like they are. Am I being extra safe when I'm there on location? I absolutely am. Is anybody coming in the studio? Hardly anybody is coming in the studio. You know, I, I can count the people that have been in the studio in the last uh, six months on like one hand. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully we get to open this up very soon. You have to trust the science. You have to have, Mike, you have to have faith in something. Mm-hmm. And quite often, Somebody would say something to me like, everybody that wears masks are sheep. And I would say, well, uh, that would mean that they have a shepherd, and everyone has a shepherd who's yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a shepherd who's yours. That's, that's what I ask people. Everybody has, everybody has someone that they follow. Everybody has someone that's a mentor. Uh, and we have to ask ourselves always what I continuously ask people, check the facts, what do you know for sure? Or one of my standard lines is when something, somebody tells me something, I'll say, convince me. Mm-hmm. I'm good, I'm bad, this, that, I know this for sure, convince me, convince me. We have to have, so there's a line in the 12-step book that says, the message that can interest and hold these people must must have depth and weight. The depth and weight is backed by 
solid practical experience, solid practical evidence, solid practical information that this has worked in the past mm-hmm. and will work in the future. You have to have something called efficacy with something that does what it's supposed to do. How does something work? Well, I, I know it does. Well, convince me. Mm-hmm. Show me case studies. Show me the research. Show mm-hmm. me show me people who have recovered. Show me. I want to talk to these people. Yeah. Yeah. And people making plans on certain uh, news articles that says this. We'll be good by April. We'll be good by this. I was like, well, I can't make a plan for that. That's not... That's not definite. There's a lot of things that could happen. That is wishful thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. No matter who's telling me, what scientist is telling you, what's the, it's like, it was like everybody, (laughs) it's big business to have an opinion about how this thing goes right now. Well, (laughs) sure. So, you know, uh, no matter what school they're from, no matter what facility, you know, there is, you know, and, and, um, you know, hey, yeah, we'd love to be able to do that. It's like, it's not like I'm going to start planning open events and parties in here and you know i'm gonna have a pizza party uh planned for april ready to go like no well it's like a sports caster or a sports talk show host if a sports talk show host agreed with every uh caller that called in Mm -hmm. be a pretty boring show wouldn't it absolutely this course is uh the biggest (laughs) sure the biggest goal out there Uh some people listen to those shows simply because they dislike the uh, host so much. I do watch. Um, it's a, I guess, a comedy punditry show, and um, I find it interesting. And I also I watch it specifically because I disagree with him. Because it because at least it's got me thinking about another side, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and I, and I and I you know see Twitter blow up. Why is this guy even on the air and talking to so-and-so and giving any credibility to this? Uh-huh. And it's like, well, if you disagree with it, at least you know about it and you know that other yes. people have this opinion and have a base for the opinion, you know, um, no matter how much they they are, they can be wrong in your eyes. It's like Tom Brady um, won seven Super Bowls. And I'm sure <laughs> on the last Super Bowl, there was as many people tuning in to see him hoping he would lose oh. than that he would win. That becomes a whole other thing, of course. So, but yes. anyways, yes. either way, everybody's fine. Yes. We got through this. We're, we're, you you know. We keep putting one foot in front of the other. Absolutely. So what's a lesson that you've learned out of this, Mike? What would you have as a uh, parting shot for today? What would you want our audience to leave with? Um, once again, if you're struggling... With the balance of this and trying to protect yourself from this, you know, presuming you're not at something where you're like, if I get this, it's a problem. Um, you know, a foregone conclusion of this is going to be a problem. Obviously, please be extra careful and responsible. But for everybody else that um, is still, I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to do this. Again, I, I think that phrase, it's helped me a lot. You know, you, you can't eliminate mitigate you can't eliminate the possibility of getting in a car accident if you drive anywhere but you can mitigate it by being attentive wearing your seatbelt, um you know making sure you've checked your tires you know on a regular basis um you know you know uh, had your inspection uh you mitigate the the possibility of catastrophe and i think that's what happens you know so please wear your mask 
social distance. Don't do more than you have to. I often say, is this a thing I want to go do and have a chance of something bad happening and getting this? You know, that is a that is a question that gets asked anytime I go out. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Okay, I would suggest to people develop that attitude of paradoxical gratitude. Mm-hmm. What's right about this situation rather than the other way? And avoid placing yourself in a position to be vulnerable. Another old AA saying is that if you keep going to a barber shop, sooner or later you're going to get a haircut. <laughs> And I like that. <laughs> yes. yes. I, should start, I should start going to the barber shops. I'm a little long in the tooth here. So. Why, why keep exposing yourself to something? Mm-hmm. Because eventually it is going to happen. Yes. Okay. That's, yes. that's the law of averages. So as we end tonight, I want to, everyone out there to know that Mike and I are uh, well and fine. And after every program, we offer a free prescription fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.